Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the links in the description where you can find links to our socials, Discord, and merch. Happy listening. Merry New Year, everybody. It's 2022 now. <laughs> Merry New Year. Merry New Year. It's Merry Christmas and New Year all in one. Um, I don't think we've seen or talked to anybody <laughs> since before Christmas. So. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I got home from uh, like my shift before Christmas Eve, yeah, I was just it's just like okay, I'm cut off from the world. I don't need to see anybody. This is vacation for Ben. Yeah, and for real, I have been very vacant. <laughs> on the social media, everything. I've just kind of been, you know, non-existent for a couple of weeks. So, and that's not so bad. That's why you got to open it up with a Merry New Year. <laughs> just include everything all in one little ball of greeting. So speaking of New Year's, I swear to God, every year we just get worse and worse at having New Year's. Yes. Yeah, personally. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, the pandemic doesn't really help. I mean, I can remember a time that we had parties, but then those were the times that parties were allowed. And now it's like you're not allowed having a party that's against the rules. So what do you really do? Although I am convinced that even if there were parties to go to, we still likely either wouldn't be invited (laughs) or we wouldn't go because we're kind of just like homebodies like that. Yeah, we uh, we did have quite a spread of just like appetizers and dips and stuff yeah which i have to say we killed it yes we did i agree you killed it i didn't really do much thanks i have to say i came i worked until three o'clock i came home i bitched about work for a good couple (laughs) hours while you prepped everything and got everything ready then i started to kind of clean up after your prep and uh then i had a glass of rosé while we waited for the for the appetizers to be finished and we stuffed our face full of food and gravitated towards the couch where we watched tv with the kids for a bit played some animal crossing put the kids to bed then it's really really sad because we tried to stay awake and we were like oh how much more time i'm so exhausted oh it's only 10 30 oh gosh how are we gonna do this (laughs) Oh, we can make it. We can do it. We can do it. And then it's like, okay, it's 1130. We, we've we only got half an hour left to go. And somewhere in there is when I passed out. Yeah, I remember like I was checking my phone periodically just like the, uh, is it is it midnight yet? 1132. Uh, 1135. Uh, and I looked at it and it was like, 55. And I was like, oh, babe, five more minutes. Five more minutes. I was minutes. already gone at that time. I don't remember that at all. And then I closed my eyes. I just, I blinked. It must have been an extended blink because I woke, I woke up and it was 12.02 and I was like, we did it. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) I mean, we didn't like count into the new year. We didn't kiss. We didn't do anything that is like your traditional new year thing. We passed out before, like minutes before, and woke up minutes after. It's like, all right, I guess we can <laughs> well, now. What do you want from me? Move I'm thirty <laughs> from the couch to the bed, and then call it a night. <laughs> Hooray, twenty twenty two.
we like talking about movies and TV or TV and movies cause we're the bee's knees, oh yeah. So with typical New Year's tradition, a beloved celebrity has passed. Mm-hmm. And I swear every year around New Year's within the last month of the year and the start of the next year, just a barrage yeah. of just, like I can't think of any other word, but beloved. Yeah. Just icons pass. Like, yeah. I remember the year Carrie Fisher passed. Mm-hmm. And that was just such a rough way to end the year. And then the next year, just it just kept shitting on us. Yeah. And 2021 didn't disappoint with that. Well, I mean, it was very disappointing because Betty White has passed mm-hmm. and... Yeah, Every, like it's it's sad. disappointing to us, but I feel like it was just like one last triumph of 2021, just like another like kick them while they're down. Let's take this but this beloved icon that they all love and cherish and of like they were getting ready to celebrate her 100th birthday soon. Very soon. And 2021's like nah, fuck that. It's just I remember like a day before like everyone found out I saw an interview and she was like, I just feel so lucky to be blessed with the health at 99. Mm-hmm. Then the next day you're like, hey, did you hear Betty White passed? And yeah, I was like, no. Are you kidding? What? Yeah. So so what happened was I was the last one at work to find out. Okay. I was at work. We only worked till three. I was like, okay, let's get out of here. I'm done with this place. I'm done with this year. I'm ready to go home. Bring it. <laughs> And in the last 10 minutes of work, a coworker is just like, yeah, so Betty White died. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> you you, gonna, you just going to drop that on me right now? That's... What? And so then I go and I tell another coworker, I'm like, what? Betty White died? They're like, oh, yeah, we were already just talking about that like half an hour ago. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> That's workplace abuse. So then I come home and I'm just like... Oh, and by the way, on top of all this other shit that I'm going to complain about, Betty White is dead. And then you had your reaction, which was very similar to my reaction. Yep. Like, what? Like, what? Pardon and then me? I told you about this interview that I had just read. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I'm starting to think, like, maybe that interview was from, like, March. And they just posted it because they knew something I didn't. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. But it's funny because I was talking to my D&D group. And one of the people who's in it is in Europe. Yeah. So he he was already in 2022. And he's like, hey, it's looking good so far. And I was like, yeah, I mean, except for the the death of Betty White. And that no one had no one knew. You were like, I I was the bearer of bad news. (laughs) So they're just like, well, thanks for lying to us about 2022. Yeah. And. Yeah, and then that was when I was just like, yeah, so uh, have a good New Year's. I'm off my phone for the night. (laughs) So I basically, I dropped in, Betty White has passed, and then I dipped. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I like a dirtbag for that. (laughs) Okay, so I, speaking of New Year's, before we move on to our topic of the evening or whatever, (laughs) um... How how bad do you feel about how much we suck at New Year's? Like, I remember as a kid, I don't know about you or if your parents did anything 
special or if you remember them having any parties or going to parties or throwing little mini it, kid parties. It was always a neighbor's house that we would go down the street to. Yeah. But okay. there's always some Something sort of like, happening. you know, like block party type mm-hmm. thing. We have not had that. And every year I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to throw this little mini party for the kids. You know, it'll be a nice memory. I remember it from when I was a kid, which mm-hmm. I actually think that the party I'm remembering was actually bringing in the year 2000. That was a big deal. And I, so I, I remember bringing in the, the year 2000. Y2K yeah. New Year's Eve. Yes. So I feel like I have that memory and I'm like, oh yeah, that was every New Year's when right? really it was just that one New Year's and I'm just like, this is such a fond memory of New Year's <laughs> that I remember it as all the time. It's funny because now that you say that, the New Year's that I'm picturing where we went down the street to a neighbor's that was 2000. That was 2000. <laughs> because I remember everyone talking about like planes are going to fall out of the sky. The computers are going to like, and it's like, makes me feel old because that's like a thing that I fought. Like I've, of all the things that I remember, mm-hmm. I remember that. That. But like, I'm sure there's people who have listened to this who are, who weren't even alive then. Maybe. <laughs> but like, or they were alive, but like just born. You know, like they were born like 2000 at some point. Or yeah. no, I guess they wouldn't have been. Exactly. Just, That's oh what I'm gosh. talking about. 99. And they can vote now. Yeah. They can drink in the United States. Yeah. They can do a lot of and things. And they They're weren't adults. alive in Y2K. They are adults, Ben. Anyway, so I have this idea in my head of like <laughs> this fond memory of New Year's as a kid, having the little like kazoo things and hats and like watching the. <laughs> you just did a motion for kazoo and I was like. You were like six and you were smoking pot? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, And like I had those like crackers. You know what I mean when I say crackers? Oh, yeah. Party poppers. You pull apart and there's like a little surprise thing inside. It's like a little like Like toilet paper roll with like Christmas wrapping. I I remember I had those. I had this fancy dinner with like those little plastic champagne cups and like (laughs) those things. Which that is one thing that I have brought to the table for our children. I've brought in the plastic. This year they actually had dollar store glass. I know wine glasses with their sparkling juice in, and so I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna make them feel fancy and special for the new year. Let's do this. But other than that, we just go on about our normal lives. Like we just sat on the couch, watched TV, played Animal Crossing together, and then at about eight o'clock, we're like, all right, you guys can go to bed now. <laughs> there is no like, let's even pretend for your sake. That we're counting down into the new year, yeah. you know? Like, so there's some people who set the clocks ahead and make it seem like it's a big deal for their kids. Yeah, and maybe then... in, like, a year or two when they're older and, like, we could get together with people. Yeah. We might. Like, I can think of a few families that I not hate spending the evening <laughs> with. But uh, despite not having a party, I still stand firm that we killed it. Like, we had so many just awesome, like, appetizers... We had just many little snacky poos. I had two glasses of rosé and then passed out. But yeah, yeah we killed it. Like we I killed said, it. The, <laughs> the longevity of the night was not our forte. <laughs> it was the quantity or the the quality yeah. of pre pass out. What really but there was nothing that was any different from any other Oh day. no, 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 no. But like so and I'm all right with that. If we if if we think about, you know, New Year superstition. Starting off the new year, like some people think like you have to start it off with a bang because that's what you're starting your year off. You want to start off great, right? Yeah. And here I'm thinking like, well, if this is any, 
indication of what the year is going to be. It's going to be pretty boring, which 2021 (laughs) was boring. If you go back and look at our 2021, our first episode of 2021, we begged for a boring year because we had just been hit with 2020 and that was a disaster. So we're like, you know what? Just give us the blandest year possible. And I think that we got that. It was a bland year, very minimal accomplishments on our parts. And, um, and then really bringing in this new year, we're just like, meh, it is what it is. So maybe if we start low, you know, our (laughs) expectations are way, way down, then maybe in a few months we're like, oh, wow, this year is great. You know, maybe I can have a birthday out of quarantine this year. (laughs) Maybe, you know, it's still early, but maybe we'll see. Yeah. I feel like the one real accomplishment we had Last year, we were talking like we were still fairly new to the whole podcast game. Um, we still are, really. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, we want a download in each continent. Yeah. And we hit that. Yeah, we did. We have a download in every continent. And that is, I was really proud to see that. It made me feel really good. Honestly, it happened pretty early in the year, too. Did it? I think there was one continent we were waiting for that we just hit. But. Fairly early into 2021, we had downloads in every continent. Well, good for us. I, know. I don't know I'm... what our new goal is going to be, but uh, we're just going to keep on doing our best. Keep on keeping on. My goal for 2022 is to have a midlife crisis. No. <laughs> and buy a Sprinter van and take this podcast on the road. That would be fun, but I don't think that's going to be a 2022 goal. Nah. I think that's going to be like maybe a no that attitude a twenty thirty <laughs> a twenty thirty goal. <laughs> but that's past my midlife. No, it's not. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. All right. Um, so I guess like we'll talk about new year, new format, new season. Yeah. We are going to be doing a, an episodic breakdown of some of our favorite TV shows. Mm-hmm. Which I'm looking forward to because we're revisiting things that we really like. Yeah. Now, with the Hawkeye mm-hmm. season finale having come out and Kingpin being introduced. Right. Which, like, if you haven't seen the Hawkeye series and you were still unspoiled about that, like, congratulations. Because it's a hard one to dodge. But we will be talking about some spoilers for MCU stuff, TV shows, and recent movies. So if you are not caught up on everything MCU, you're warned. Yeah. Although I feel like anybody who is really dedicated to the MCU and loves the content and the movies and the shows and everything, they have prioritized seeing it. And everybody else who hasn't seen it yet, like they may enjoy these things, but maybe it's not as much of a deal breaker if a a couple things get spoiled. Yeah. So here we are. We're talking about some things. And so I think what really sparked our decision to go with daredevil was a couple big reveals in the mcu we've had daredevil for quite a few years like out Mm -hmm. on netflix but it wasn't in the mcu universe it was kind of a weird space because they reference like in the first scene they're like in the first like few minutes of the first episode they're like talking about the incident like you know raining destruction from the sky right being very vague about it Mm mm-hmm but, like, that's the Avengers movie. Yeah. And then, like, they they kind of bring up different things through 
the Netflix series is. Mm-hmm. Like Jessica Jones having superpowers. Like I think she mentions like the big green guy. Yeah. But doesn't say the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah. Probably because so, they just didn't have rights to that so stuff. So it's just like, is it in the MCU? Isn't it? Still unsure. But we do know that the casting is the same. Yes. For both Kingpin and Daredevil. Yeah. That was such a crazy moment. That was a crazy moment that I'm so happy to have lived through. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, that those two things really ended the year for 2021 as far as MCU things go. We got Kingpin in the MCU and we got Daredevil in the MCU. And they're both casted by the same people that we have come to love in those yeah. positions. So why not go back and watch them in their original <laughs> content space? Yeah, it was nice to kind of refresh ourselves on this Daredevil show because this isn't something that we have kind of like backtracked and rewatched or anything. Mm-hmm. And we usually rewatch a lot of things. Especially if it's good. Yeah. And I think is. it is. I think what, uh, what kind of sparked that was when we first watched Spider-Man and we got to see Daredevil and we're like, why haven't we rewatched this? I want to watch this character again, <laughs> especially just the way he caught that brick in that scene in Spider-Man. Yeah. It was just like, I forgot how cool he is. I want to rewatch yeah. this. Yeah. So it, today we're going to be talking about the first two episodes. We're going to kind of break it into a couple episodes at a time mm-hmm. <laughs> just because there's a lot and we don't want this to take the entire year to get through just Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the first episode is in my opinion, a really excellent introduction to these characters. Mm-hmm. Just between the cuts, between just young Maddie and him kind of existing, him and Foggy starting up this like law office, the intro- the introduction of Karen, a little bit weak, just how it plays out, but mm-hmm. I get it. It's a TV show. Like you just need to do what they need to do. Right. And then kind of like the hinting at this criminal organization. Yeah. That right now, we don't see a tie to them, but it, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one thing I immediately noticed re-watching it and having just watched Hawkeye is how everybody refers to Kingpin. Yeah. And they don't say his name, and it's always like, my employer wants this done, or... So like they just they are very vague about yeah, who like, it is and we don't say his name. And that Hawkeye, also there's the big guy. Yeah. And, they yeah. don't they never say his name and they're very like careful about yes. just like it being vague, just giving him a generic title, not using his name. And then when they finally do, it has so much more power behind it. Yeah. Like when Hawkeye in actually says like this is who I was worried about, like that's Kingpin. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. And that's how they ended that episode. And then that's what we had to look forward to for the finale. But it's just this it's kind of like just the same mirroring of that character and the power behind his just his name, let alone like his actual being. Yeah. So and like the first episode, it it, it had a lot of that that kind of gravitas to it. Like it had. The introduction of Matt in the the confession booth. Mm -hmm. And he's just like kind of humbly coming in, confessing, like going through the story of his father. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, us Murdoch boys always had the devil in us. And I never really understood what he was going through. But I do now. Yeah. It's just like, okay. So and he's like, oh, I'm not here for penance. Yeah. 
I want forgiveness for what I'm about to do. And then we see what he's about to do. And he does. <laughs> he kicks so much ass, but in kind of a, a grounded way. Like, he is clearly better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But he's still a man. Yeah. And I just feel like for a blind Batman, basically. Kind yeah, of, really. He's so relatable. Like... I feel his exhaustion Mm -hmm. after a fight. Yeah. I love when superhero shows where you have someone who is so just crazy in kicking butt, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't know how else to phrase that. They kick butt. They do insanely crazy things that humans can't really do. I've never seen an actual human be able to do these things. And on top of that, he has his disability of being blind. But he has heightened senses, and so that's a really cool dynamic to that character. And But you do see him be exhausted. He's not super, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. still just a man, and so he is. he does get exhausted. Yeah. And I like that we see that he is just a man. At the end of all these fights, yeah, he's doing insane things, but... He's still a man doing these things. Yeah, like at, in episode one, him and this adversary fly out a window. Mm-hmm. And like he, that, he that's almost it for him. Yeah. If he didn't have this flashback of his dad being like a... Yeah, time to get to work. Time to get to work. That guy would have just like... Come and stabbed him. Stabbed him and Daredevil done. Yeah. Which I would have liked to see in episode two. Mm-hmm. He is found in the dumpster. Yes. But we were introduced to, to Nurse Claire. Yes. And uh, she's a reoccurring character through all those uh, Netflix superhero Marvel mm-hmm. shows. Claire is a very popular name for MCU nurses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So isn't that... Uh, Rachel McAdams' yeah. character is yeah. also Claire, yes. Yes. Okay. I thought so. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So Claire finds him in this dumpster, yep. fixes him up, and he describes the fight where he gets his ass handed to him and he has to crawl away and lands in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked to see that fight where he gets his ass handed to him and he gets caught off guard because in every fight that we've seen, he predicts what they're about to do before they're about to do it. And he can dodge out of the way and he's like really on top of his game. So the fact that they were able to get him and corner him and trap him to the point where he almost dies in a dumpster. Yeah. I will... I, kind of want to know what happened in that fight i guess we'll never know i guess we'll never know but then the fact that he goes back after he was beat up so badly he goes back and just like destroys like how many people yeah a lot that hallway scene is we'll get back to the hallway scene because i want to talk about that more okay (laughs) i kind of want to bounce back into the first episode to talk about the introductions of the other characters Mm. because Foggy Nelson, we kind of get introduced to him the same time we get introduced to Matt Murdock, the lawyer. Right. And we we genuinely see he is he's kind of shitty. Yeah. Kind of creepy. Yeah. But he's got a good heart. He's not a bad guy. He's just like a bad guy. <laughs> just because you're bad guy doesn't mean you're bad guy. <laughs> Thanks, Satine. <laughs> um. But, like, so we have him just, like, overtly hitting on being, like, hey, she's she's really homely. Like, don't even worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll bring the charm. You don't need to bring the charm. Yeah. And, 
like hitting on Karen in the bar and stuff like that. Like just kind of an abuse of power. Yeah. Like you're this poor, broken, desperate woman's lawyer and you're kind of just like using that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Kind of shitty, bro. Um, But then it leads to the probably worst introduction, in my opinion, is this scene where Matt and Foggy are looking at this law office yeah, with the real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And out of nowhere, they go into this conversation about how, like, their their differences of opinion of what clientele to take on, Mm -hmm. talking about how broke they are. And if we keep going with this, we're never going to... That's because he, like, Matt Murdock goes like, yeah, we'll take it. And Foggy's just like, hey, financially, I don't know that we can take it. And he's like, because you won't just take any dirtbag off the street and represent them. And he's like, no, I, we represent the innocent. And that's, yeah, and it's, I kind of get that, but it also seemed it's out a, of place it's for the lawyer. It's a very big exposition dump in front of, sorry, like you were about to say, this real estate lady. Yeah. Whereas... Uh, to fix this whole scene for me, all it would have taken is that, like, we'll take it. Well, I don't know if we can financially. Give us a second. Them turn and just be talking to themselves. Yeah. And not be explaining all of their financial and, like, moral differences to this real estate lady. Yeah, like she doesn't care. Just have a private conversation and she's there looking like, so are you going to take it or what? Mm-hmm. That would have made it because it's basically just like. It ends with Foggy saying, you're just waiting for someone to fall into our lap. Cut to Karen laying on the ground. Oh, this person who has just fallen into their lap. Yeah. And I feel like the kind of like corny drama TV style of it. Yeah. It's the only scene that I can think of that had that quality. Yeah. The other thing that I was just like, and again, it's with Karen. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because she, at this point, was the only female main character. Yeah. But so Matt Murdock takes her to his apartment. She's afraid. She just got released from prison where a prison guard tried to kill her. Yeah. Um. She's been framed for this murder. Like, obviously, she doesn't feel safe. She's nowhere to go. He's just like, yeah, I'll take care of you. I'll protect you. And no one's just like, okay, you're blind, guy. How are you going to protect me, for one? They, they don't know that he's this I, I love that vigilante. no one mentions. Like, he's just like, Karen, I'll make sure you're safe. How? Yeah, exactly. But then also, like, they're in his apartment talking, you know, and she's just, like, kind of getting a feel for his blindness, I guess. I don't know. They're having their moment of him, be- her being yeah. like, yeah, like, have you always been this way? No, like this happened in a car accident, whatever. They're getting to know each other. She's like, I need a different shirt. He gives her a shirt of his and she just takes her top off. And it's just like, yeah, I get it. He's blind. He can't see you standing there topless with your titties out. But <laughs> I I just feel like that was an, like an abuse of the the people, like the directors. I don't know. The producers are just like, yeah, we got to chick here. We got to we got to throw some tits out, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't necessary, and I don't think it was natural. I don't think that if I was in a position where I'm afraid for my life, I don't know this guy, like, yeah, I'm taking his couch because he offered it to me and I have nowhere else to go. Even though he's blind, I don't think I would just be like, I'll just strip. It's fine. Literally five feet in front of him. Exactly. <laughs> like, I just 
don't think that that's something that anyone would do and it it just felt wrong it definitely has a lot of like the female parts written by men yeah yeah exactly that's a that's good wording and it's it's uncomfortable yeah and unnatural yeah okay real quick i want to bounce back to the hallway fight scene because out of these two episodes which are kind of like the big introduction to who we've got going Mm -hmm. um this scene is incredible so episode two it kind of just follows him making his medical connection Mm -hmm. following the clues and then finding this lost boy yeah culminating in this hallway fight scene that it it does have a few cuts but it's definitely framed as a single shot scene Mm -hmm. and it is incredible just the beating he takes the beating he gives the resourcefulness of the surroundings cutting in and out of frame like daredevil is walking down the hallway he he throws somebody into a a doorway yeah you don't see where they go that is unimportant what is important is what is right here yeah or what i like to see is like there's one part where he goes into the room you can hear fighting and struggling going on then a guy comes flying out then you just see him like passed out because he was just like thrown out of a room and this other other people are coming from a different room coming down the hallway he gets hit with like a toaster or something gets knocked (laughs) out and like you don't know where that's coming from you just hear it and you see the reactions of others and then everything is taking place in that hallway you're not bouncing in and out of rooms Mm -hmm. you're in the hallway you get to see what's in the hallway and everything else you just get to hear and imagine for yourself and i like that they gave us that creative liberty to imagine the yes. ass beating that those people were getting the, the framing and execution of this scene is in my opinion flawless combine that with every time he has kind of a second to breathe he just kind of flops around mm-hmm. showing how like this is exhausting to him yeah and he was severely injured yes but he's a murdoch they take hits yeah but they get back up, mm-hmm. which is kind of a theme of these first two episodes. Yeah. And he's he's tired. He's beaten. He takes quite a few hits, but he gets back up and he gets the job mm-hmm. done. And in the end, he saves the kid. We're all happy. Yeah. It is. It's an, an amazing introduction. It's an excellent first two episodes. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to all of the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there is any newer show that starts off as strongly as this show did well especially because i'm impressed with just how gritty this show is yeah like how dark it is how much they show of like how ruthless he can be towards these criminals and like that scene where he's getting information from that russian up on the top of the building when claire's there and she's kind of like unsure of you know how he gets business done yeah she's heard of him she's saved him she doesn't know a lot about him other than what she's heard on like in the hospitals of like people that he's helped yeah um and so she's kind of unsure what's going on and whether or not she should be involved at all and so they're he's interrogating this guy punching him and she tells him like no just stick the knife here hit this nerve <laughs> just, do this just yeah stick a knife up above his eye yeah it, great do that <laughs> And but like it's they show us that right like they show all of these really bloody gross 
scenes. And you don't get that in Marvel. Because Marvel is still very much like, well, we'll keep it PG. We don't want to scare our young viewers. You know, we got to, like, these are still superheroes. And the compelling thing about heroes like Daredevil, like Moon Knight, like Batman, is that they are so bloody. Yeah. Honestly, the ground level, like, rough and tumble vigilante style hero Mm -hmm. is my favorite. Yeah. Moon Knight. I've always loved the Moon Knight comics. In, like, the older comics, they aren't as, like, bloody and stuff, but it has him, like, hitting the streets, him, like, going out and getting information, and then using that to, like, find the guy and beat him down. Mm-hmm. Newer comics, it's that, but grittier and bloodier. Yeah. Like, an all-black-and-white comic with just splashes of red on it. Mm-hmm. Flawless. And then this is the closest depiction to some of those, like, dark comics mm-hmm. on the screen. Yeah. It, it, I kind of felt like we wouldn't see this in, like, the MCU. Yeah. But now these characters are Yeah, MCU. exactly. Which was, I was actually thinking um, about Moon Knight. We're getting a Moon Knight mm-hmm. show. So I wonder how... Marvel is going to handle that. There's also been rumor of Deadpool coming to the MCU. Like, we Mm -hmm. have two Deadpool movies. We know that they're bloody. They're crude. They're rated (laughs) R for a reason. And there's going to be an MCU Deadpool. And it's going to be R-rated. They're going to keep that R rating, which, like, good. It makes me wonder, though, are they going to be as willing to go that far with characters like Moon Knight. Can they do it while still keeping their PG title? Honestly, I feel like there is enough content to have this family-friendly MCU and have this maybe if, like, on Disney+, Plus, if they make, like, a Marvel After Dark section Mm -hmm. and have, like, a more mature graphic not like sexy and stuff, but like <laughs> bloody and violent. Yeah. Because there are a lot of bloody and violent superheroes. Mm-hmm. And to have more of that would be fun. Yeah. So do you think with Daredevil, what we already have for Daredevil being as as gritty and bloody as it is... And having that being introduced to the MCU, when we get an MCU Daredevil, whether that's a movie or a TV show, do you think they're going to sacrifice that style that we already have and that we already know and love of the character? Yeah, I really hope not because it works so well. Yeah. I I don't know where they're going to go with the characters from here, whether he's going to get his own movie, they're going to make a season four... I don't know what, Mm -hmm. but I hope they stick true to what they've already got because like it's all like it holds up really well. Yeah. I feel like the closest that they've come to a get into the streets, beat you to a pulp type character is off screen Hawkeye. Like Clint is the closest that we've got to someone who's, you know, has a dark secretive past who is willing to go out and just beat the shit out of someone. Yeah, and honestly, the Hawkeye series did, it was 
one of the darker things because it was still had that kind of like light levity to it. Mm-hmm. But he was still shooting people with bow and arrow. When in the finale, when Jack is finally like, I'm actually a good guy now. Yeah. He's cutting people down yeah. as they leave that building. Like, yeah. It's got some dark notes to it. And I think it would really benefit of just kind of doubling down onto it. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil is a perfect opportunity because mob boss, vicious brawler. Yeah. There's a ton of potential. And I, I really hope that it, I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it just holds true to what is already there. Yeah. I mean, it already was well received. So, yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping that it's, you know, Marvel has their reputation of being, you know, kind of more family friendly and appeal to like your 10 year old audience as well as your 20 or 30 or 40. Throw in all the jokes. (laughs) Exactly. So I just I hope that moving forward in the MCU that they're going to still keep some of the raw aspects of the character that we already have. Absolutely. So why don't you guys hop into our discord, hop into our Instagram DMs. Let us know. Your thoughts on Daredevil, Kingpin joining the MCU. Who else is going to be joining the MCU? Are the rest of these Marvel TV shows from Netflix going to be introduced? Who are they going to replace Finn Jones as Iron Fist with? (laughs) Maybe someone who will actually learn the martial arts. What are your guys' thoughts? I I want to know. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our very first episode of 2022. We're so happy that you're here with us. Hopefully 2022 is great for everybody and you crush those goals, whatever they may be. (laughs) Anywho, recommend us to a friend. Don't forget to download this episode if you haven't already. And we will talk to you next week. Mm